All right, today is June 16th, 2022, sixth episode of Day Trading Diaries. Uh, today we got a, a a fun group to kind of talk about the market, FOMC, trading styles, a little bit of everything. We got Ace and Keanu from Keanu Trades Discord. So without further ado, we're just going straight into it. All right. OG Keanu trades with his first, I'd, I'd call it a grasshopper, the first grasshopper of Ace the Kid, a.k.a. Jordan, uh, where I, I want to basically talk to Jordan and figure out how this kind of came about because, one, he just you know graduated middle school, and two, just from knowing him a little bit, He's got a very entrepreneurial type of personality. So I, I want to hear a little bit about what got you into this journey of trading and finding Keanu and things like that. Yeah, man. So, gosh, I think I was around, I was about 17 years old. I was about to turn 18 and I was just graduating high school and uh, I was working at this restaurant, you know, and got laid off from there because of COVID and really like COVID was a blessing for me because I sat in my room and I just started studying charts and I started learning about the stock market so and why just did you learning do that? like, like, cause I've what's heard up? That. what made you be like stocks? You know what I mean? Um, actually it was someone in the restaurant I, uh, I worked with. He was like, Hey, like, do you know anything about the stock market? And I was like, no, like, I, I don't know anything about any of that. And he's like, like teach yourself, like learn about it, start an account. He's like, um, investing is like the best thing you can do. And I just like, I don't know why I held on to that. And so when COVID hit, I was like, this is probably a good time for me to start learning about this. And, uh, you know, I started paper trading. I did that for six months, just practicing the market, practicing trades, you know, learning, studying YouTube videos. And then, um, you know, I started trading with real money and that was, that was going good. I was trading shares and making a little money here and there. But um, then I just like 2021, December, I, uh, I joined Keanu trades, you know, I, um, and I found Keanu and he kind of took me under his wing and started helping me trade options. That was the first I ever started with options um, back then. But um, yeah, man. And from there, I mean, we've just been killing it, learning those patterns. So what made you, because like a lot of people, especially newer traders, they don't have the patience to paper trade or, or know the value of it. Yeah. What made you be like, have one, the knowledge to even do that, but two, have the discipline to do that for six months before being like, I, I want to make some fucking money. I think it was just the fact that like, for one, I really didn't have like any money to throw in. So I was like, okay, like, since I don't really have much money right now, what we can do is just trade with the fake money. And I was honestly just terrified. I didn't want to go into something with my hard earned money and, you know, just throw it away essentially on something I don't know what I'm doing with. You know what I mean? I had to, 
I had to educate myself. And I think that's something I have that's maybe a little different than people my age is that like discipline to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, it's not easy. You know what I mean? Making fake money, especially when you're doing good. Like I was doing really good for a while paper trading. And I was like, wow, like if this was real money, I'd be, I'd be loving life right now. Yeah. You know? Um, So I think a big thing is just like knowing, knowing that it's going to help you so much in the future. And that's what I knew. I knew it would pay off. I mean, that's, yeah, you definitely don't see a lot of people doing that. I definitely did not paper trade and I definitely should have. I mean, everyone, I think that's the biggest thing that I hear, especially for new traders is, oh, I should have paper traded before I started trading. And you being able to do that from the beginning is is huge. But when you started and and you came into Keanu Trades and, and you found him, you know, he's big on, you know, obviously the patterns and, uh, you know, volume validation. What do you really focus on or, or what did you decide on being kind of your style of, of trading when you first started? Cause it can be, there are so many different strategies out there. It can be like overwhelming to really pin down and figure out what works for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for the most part, like when I started out trading shares, you know, I was just doing these little like candlestick scalps essentially with, you know, just, like big quantity, um, like lar- large amount. And that that was working well for me. And then, you know, I got into the chart patterns and I studied chart patterns all through my paper trading days and everything. So when I met Keanu, he was like, oh, like, you know, these and I was like, oh, yeah, I've been studying these, you know. And um, so we connected really well on that. And um, I think my trading style is like super similar to Keanu's. I think I'm just more of a scalper, you know, I want to be in and out quick. I feel like the less time I spend in the market is almost like the more money I make, you know what I mean? Cause, cause I'm just taking less risk. I'm just in and out. I don't have to worry about, you know, the biggest picture going on, mm-hmm. just make our money and get out. Yeah. So Keanu, what happened and how did he kind of like first, I guess, catch your eye as being like, okay, this kid <clears throat> knows what the fuck he's talking about. Let me see and try to fill that, I guess, mentor mentee role because uh, when I came in in January into the discord he already had you know his own channel and was sending out alerts and I was like damn like this kid's you know 19 doing mm-hmm. his thing like what kind of stood out to you in that uh, when it first started I mean I don't remember when I told Jordan like if you hold your finger down on the screenshot like of a triangle it'll Apple, the iPhone will make it a perfect triangle. You never did, baby. You never did. Did you figure that out? <laughs> I figured that one out on my okay. own. It took me a minute, though. Because <laughs> we met up for lunch, and I was showing Doc or someone. I go, look, you know, I thought it was you, but it was probably Doc. So, um, because people were like, dude, like, you must sit there, like, drawing these triangles, like, OCD Magoo. And I was like, nah, it's, it's a trick, you know. So anyway, I would be drawing a triangle and, or you're drawing like a falling wedge or a channel, you know, whatever you're drawing. And um, I would be drawing it and Jordan would post it. And I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> like he basically got it before me, you know? Yeah. And which happens all the time. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. You know, you got the cup and handle or whatever it was. And it just like kept happening. And I was like, by the same person. And I'm like, dude, really? And so um, I reached out to him and I kept saying like, 
Jordan's probably going to post his pattern and stuff. And eventually I was like, Hey, I want you to just kind of put all your patterns in one channel because you know, the feed gets cluttered, it gets diluted. And um, so the point of that was obviously to um, review the pattern. Like, Hey, look at the wedge from this morning that played out, stuff like that. Um, And then I was like, Hey, he's like, I took that wedge. Like I took that falling wedge, let's say. And I'm like, all right, are you comfortable like telling people, hey, I'm taking this play? He's like, yeah. And so he's just really fearless. Um, you know, when you're 19 and naive, that's that's can, can be very good. You know, so um, a lot of the older folks, I guess, you know, I'm 39. Garrity's 31. Yeah, 30. Let's not. Let's not 30. Add. OK. Yeah, hey, hey, 30. I was. I was trying to ballpark it. Um, so I don't know. I haven't asked you to alert, but um, a lot of people I've asked to alert. I'm like, I'm not saying official alerts. I'm just saying go in the main chat and start saying, instead of saying, I just made you know, 40% on Amazon, what I want you to do is say, I'm entering Amazon here based on this level break. That's it. Just whatever that is. And people won't do it. They just you know, are afraid to, um, whatever. Now I will say when I first started like alerting stuff, it was, um, scary, I guess, because you're trading and you're, you know, everything that that is. And then you're telling others like that step, it added a layer. And so like, I remember my first couple days, it was like, Oh, this is easy. And then I had some like losses because you kind of feel like, um, Maybe like everyone in the room is looking at you or something like that. Mm. So like pressure, you definitely feel pressure to hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like we had that guy come in and he's like, Hey, let's find a play. Let's find a play from Australia. He's like for my YouTube, let's find a play. And I think me, I think Jordan too. I don't know, but I was just getting lost after loss. He's like, like we were getting destroyed. Oh yeah. I was like, dude, I'm going to mute this kid because he's like taking me off my game, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a lot like hunters. Um, if you see like hunting YouTube and they're all like looking for deer and they're all quiet and they're like, you know, and then you have that one hunter that you're like, dude, shut up. It's like, get out of here. So like we have to mute people sometimes. Um, but we, if, if you can stay in that hunting pack, I guess we're all just trying to find those plays. And Jordan just really rose to the top. And like I said, he was finding the patterns before me. I'm like, dude, he caught that pattern first. And so that just really impressed me. And I was never like, who can catch patterns before me? It's just like over the course of, you know, six weeks, two months constantly. And I was like, dude, here's your channel. Do it. You know, I'm, I'm all about delegating. Um, if there's a day that I don't like alert anything, cause you guys are all running the show. Oh, that'd be, that'd be the best. Just cause I just proud of all your guys' progress. Yeah. And I guess Jordan, when that started happening, you started going into main chat and putting those, you know, patterns in there and, and posting your trades. You, you kind Keanu of said that, you know, he wanted you to do it. There was maybe initially some hesitation. Cause you know, like you said, you don't want that pressure on you. Like it, like it can take you off your game. What made you be like, all right, yeah, I want to do this. I want to kind of fill that, that role and be not, not, I don't want to say like giving out alerts. Cause like, you're very big. Both of you are big on, you want to be able to learn in the discord. You want to teach people to, you know, the old saying of teach someone to fish versus give someone a fish. 
And so what made you kind of take that role, but also keep the same values that Keanu has of, of trying to enable other people to do it? I think it was the fact that, you know, if I'm going to be taking these plays and I think they're valuable and, I, you know, I'm making money off of them, I want other people to bank with me. You know what I mean? I want other people to do the same thing that we're doing. I don't want anybody left in the dust. So, like, I was like, well, no matter, like, how hard it may be or if I take losses, like, I know I know for a fact that, like, you know, we have some skill in in trading and and we we see things that a lot of people like a lot of other people don't so i thought it'd be very valuable for me to like start you know alerting trades and giving people like you know a little bit more of an edge maybe they're thinking the same thing but they didn't have the confidence until i alerted it you know yeah and it just it gives people that extra edge and but but yeah we're big on we're big on you know learning your own strategy and having your own conviction because, you know, taking those blind trades, it, it can be it can be scary if you're just relying on someone else. You know what I mean? You want to be having your own strategy and kind of having your own thought process on what's going on when I'm in something, you know. A hundred percent. And so when you're looking at something and you're looking at a chart or you're starting your day, you know, you send out your watch list every day. What what's your morning process? Like, what are you initially looking at as a part of one, the watch list, but two also, you know, you said you're like Keanu in terms of like the, the patterns and things like that. How, how would you kind of really look for those things for someone that is newer? That's, that's really just trying to get an idea on a higher level of, you know, what might work or, what what doesn't work and why does it work for you? Yeah. So like, you know, biggest thing I do is I go back on charts and I just, I, I look at all the days we trade, you know what I mean? And I go and I go on Google, type in chart patterns for stocks, you know what I mean? And you, there's plenty of cheat sheets out there. You find those within the market. And um, so like every morning, you know, I'm picking, I'm just picking out key levels of SPY and Tesla because SPY and Tesla, it's all we need to trade. Um, and I'm big on pre-market. I think pre-market is really important. So, you know, during pre-market, I'm picking out those key levels and I'm trying to find any little patterns that we can see within the pre-market or maybe starting to form. But most of the time, you know, we got to wait till market opens and, and forms up some patterns. But I think the biggest thing for someone new trying to learn this stuff is just go back on the chart, go on a five minute, 10 minute chart. And look at the days that we've had, especially the past, you know, week or so. We've had some really good patterns play out mm -hmm. that I think people could really benefit from. And, you, you know, like, just study. People got to study. You know, you got to put in the work. And you, you got you to gotta have the discipline to yeah. do this, you know. So this brings me to, like, another question of you mentioned that pre-market is important to you in, in terms of, your style of trading where Keanu, I don't know how your feeling is on it, but you know, with me, I never really put too much into it until recently in terms of like key levels, but why is pre-market so important to you when you're determining those, those levels? Well, you know, when you're using like, if the price opens above a pre-market level, cause it's rising, you know, from 
it'd be 1 a.m. my time to 6.30 a.m. That's pre-market. Um, and then we start to drop. You could add puts on that pre-market level. Um, likewise, if it opens up underneath and it goes to test that level above, you can play puts off the rejection. You can play calls if it busts through it, like the Kool-Aid man. Um, so, you know, that's the Bueller system, the BB system that uh, he, I was taught. Um, my buddy from high school was posting, uh, you know, big options gains. And I'm like, dude, what are options? And he connected me with Bueller, luckily. I think the biggest thing that people gain from, you know, joining discords and pain instead of just doing a Google search and which works like you can get on YouTube and teach yourself and all that for sure. But it sometimes it's worth it to pay money and be like, I'm going to find you the best piano teacher, the best piano program. And instead of you having to go through crap programs. Right. Um, so we have our, our system that we say, Hey, this works. I get messages every day of people struggling every single day. And, you know, I'll get messages today. The, the signals were awesome. I totally saw the confluence on that chart and, you know, we took that wedge, whatever it was. And then I get people, we talk all the time. We're like, dude, how's this person losing? They're red and, you know, they maybe cut too early on a, on a wick out, right? Um, well, when you have like a pre-market level, you're not going to get wicked out. Hopefully if you're like, okay, I'm watching that pre-market high, pre-market low, yesterday's high of day, yesterday's low of day. Um, it's going to bounce. There's going to be some sort of reaction, right? So you can use those pre-market and, and previous day levels. Like Jordan said, look at um, the five-minute charts previous days, see how they react to those levels. And then once you see hundreds of charts and you do it so many times, you get used to it and you can anticipate. Like we have something that, that rounds and it's making a rounding bottom. We're like, okay, it, probably cup and handle. You know, it's probably going to stop at the top of that cup, make a handle. Like, you become full-blown anticipation mode. Yeah, you can learn to be preemptive on the chart mm -hmm. patterns. Yeah. 100%. Before I was in that mode, I was like, what's going to happen? Like a full-blown question mark. I just had no idea. Um, it's really hard to remember back to then and, and you know, help brand new traders. Like, how are you? How did you know it would cup and handle? Um, but uh, we try our best. And um, those pre-market levels really just kind of give you another spot to see how it reacts like you can say calls over you know the pre-market level on test is 650 calls over 650 right um it never gets over 650 like you kind of should never be in calls so that pre-market is really when people don't have extended hours on at all i'm i'm like i i have always had them on that's what i trade with every day yeah i mean i'm looking at pre-market right now and like from this morning and the, it was a perfect setup for puts you know we had a tight pre-market and you know it could have been calls above the pre-market high and we had a gap to fill and uh below you know there was nothing no support below the pre-market low it was just a perfect setup on the day yeah. um mm -hmm. i just I, I think it's really important definitely to for newer traders try not to trade wide pre-market i would say you know yeah. uh trade the tight pre-market it's going to be a lot easier i would think in your favor yeah yeah uh, the more something moves after hours in pre-market the less it's likely to move during the day in my opinion yeah um not always of course 
you know, Tesla had a crazy pre-market last night. It had like a basically a gap up 1% this morning, gapped down. And then today just faded all day long. Okay. Yeah. Always true. But um, I used to have a huge watch list and I would cut the stuff that moved a lot overnight because in my mind I was like it, it already did its move of course like I said not always true but I want to get the move of people waiting to do it um when market opens so yeah so what I, I guess for someone who's very big I mean both of you guys are big on on volume and volume as confirmation or you know a a, a false move or kind of like a potential fake out when the pre-market obviously doesn't have any volume what what why does it have so much weight like that um you know for whatever reason these overnight traders these tickers start and stop at certain spots um you know the whole world is trading at some point 24 hours a day so um i remember the uh, AMC squeeze. You know, I was up at 11:30 p.m. Uh, Pacific, and I was watching. I believe it was Frankfurt uh, Exchange open because I wanted to see what AMC and G- and uh, GameStop would open at in Frankfurt, and it gapped up and whatnot. I just wanted to see it, and then I went to sleep. But the point is, um, there's always an exchange trading nearly 24 hours a day. So, for whatever reason. You know, we see news that comes out like that. Um, you're on the East Coast. So at like 401, they'll drop some news, right, after the market's closed. Um, well, that could affect those foreign markets. And they're still trading Tesla, Apple, all this stuff all night long. So, you know, they might, the people in Russia, China, whatever, I don't know, these countries that that trade, right? Um, if they say Apple doesn't go above 147.2, Now we have a level for the Western world to trade on. We could bring it above or we can agree. It's not worth that 147.2 today. Um, Yeah. Oh, I think he just dropped off. But uh, so, Jordan, I do have like other questions, I guess, about more so your your style of of trading and kind of what you look at because – you said you stick only to, you know, SPY and Tesla, really. You know, here and yes. there, QQQ or AMD or whatever. Why are you so confident in just those few stocks? Well, for the time I've been trading, like, I've I've watched them for so long. I've, I've basically been watching them for about two years now. So I know a lot about the, like, emotion and the way it moves. And I just feel I feel so comfortable trading them. I've realized I don't need anything else. You know what I mean? I don't need mm-hmm. to be on the hottest new stock moving 100% in the day. You know what I mean? We like we don't need to be on that. So I'm very big on like focusing on one or two stocks and really learning their emotion and learning how they move versus trying to find the hottest new best stock that's going to, you know, rip to the moon. I'd rather learn the chart patterns on SPY and learn learn the the emotion within it and you know how the how the contracts move on the premiums and you know all of that mm-hmm. um I, I think that's way more important than you know being good at finding the the best hottest new stock that's yeah. moving you know it, it's yeah. like it's yeah, like Garrity. i don't know where you met your wife but 
you know, that's like me being like, dude, why are you, why are you proposing? There's, there's so many girls da, da, da. and you're like, no, she's the one that makes me happy and fulfills my needs in these ways. And spy, that's a good analogy. Spy is great for all account sizes. And then if you are ready to join the big boys with Tesla, um, great. You know, I didn't trade Tesla for at least a year. And then I would do like one contract win or loss. And I was just scared of it. You know, I'd scalp it. And then eventually I was just like, I'm going to do this. Um, so I, I get a lot of messages. People like, Hey, I really need, want to trade Tesla. Can I join your discord? You know, I, I I'm afraid of it or whatever. Cause it's, it, it moves, you know? Um, oh, yeah. but we, and, and you can, I dude, I've lost countless dollars to Tesla, but, um, the risk reward is there for sure. And, um, I think NVIDIA is a really good one to, especially before they're split, it just moved a lot. You know, you want a big ATR, the ATR average true range on Tesla. It can be between 60 and 70 bucks a day. I mean, some days we have a hundred percent on puts and on calls. So yeah. Um, yeah, it can be pretty wild. Eventually I stopped like Jordan saying, um, trying to find like the stock of the day. I used to call it the bell of the ball. I'd be like, Oh, Facebook's the bell of the ball. You know, it's running 13%. I don't know why. And I would just try and whatever, but I didn't know the levels. I didn't know the personality of the ticker. Um, and some, if Tesla's not, it doesn't get into a wedge or one of these patterns that we like to play. We just like, wait, you know, unfortunately my ADD and my like kind of gambling, I guess, um, makeup, I was never really a gambler before the stocks, but um, I'll force trades at times, and I need to not do that. Yeah, I mean, we're all guilty of that. Yeah, for sure. Why we're DGens. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I guess th- this is more for someone like myself where, you know, we kind of just touched on it with being a, a DGen, um, where I, I've, I've been very big on at least lately trying to incorporate the psychology of the market and, and trades uh, to kind of not predict, but uh, use as a level of, of confluence when you're making a, a trade. And so, but a lot of it also has to do with as a new trader, you know, the biggest mistake that a lot of people see and do is they'll cut their winners too early, but hold their losers much longer, hoping that it turns green. Yeah. Why, you know, Jordan's always been in, I mean, both of you guys have been always in discord saying, just stick to your rules, no matter what, stick to your rules. What is, what's really pushing and motivating that on the, on the back end? And why do you think people have so much, I guess, struggle and difficulty with doing that and just taking the win? Um, you know, greed is huge. Um, whatever you want to call greed people want to have these crazy days i mean i do too you know i've had so many plays that are like 100 percent, and i don't take gains you know and i want 500 and i'm like oh dude let's go and it gets back down to zero i cut and i'm like dude i just had 100 percent, and i'm trying to get this gain porn um like i'm i've never been a scalper at heart once I got bigger size accounts, I'm like, all right, you know, I can put in 20 G's and 20%. That's 
um, four grand, right? So that's kind of what I started doing. But still, some of those plays, if you're down 10%, you know, you're down two Gs. And that can yeah. really, like, make your stomach um, turn. So I think you have to get used to that before you size up. You have to say, hey, you know, let's say you lost 300 bucks. Well, that could have been a $3,000 loss. Like, always be adding zeros to the possible scalability of your account, okay? You can, you can have $100 a day as your goal, fine. Um, I think it's better to have percentages as a goal. Like, I want 20% plays because if you get five 20% plays, that's 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, that's literally my next question I have written down here to ask Jordan is a few weeks ago, you mentioned that one of the biggest things that kind of turned your trading success around was turning off the actual money and the numbers of the money into just percentages. So you only view it as percentages. What, yeah. That that's yeah. What made me. you do that? I, I got, I feel like I, I think I just saw it somewhere on YouTube. Like I was watching YouTube videos and there were like, I saw that you could do it. And I was like, well, that's huge for people that are emotional towards the dollar value. Like, just like most people or myself, you know, I'm, especially when you're playing with like bigger money, you're, you might freak out a little more. Like Keanu was just saying, you know, you're down 10% on 20K. Like that's, that, that's a big loss. But when you're looking at it as just 10%, you don't see that dollar value. You're, it, that emotion is gone. So when I started doing that, you know, it just, it helped me with the way I was sizing and it helped me trust my trades more and not mm -hmm. like focus on the dollar value so much. Like even now I try and only look at my P and L once a week, like at the end of the week, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know a general idea of what, you know, I'm profiting or losing, but I, it, I think, you know, our trades are just like the effect of, um, or our P and L is the effect of all of our trades. We shouldn't be just staring at our PNL all day, you know what I mean? In the dollar value when, when we need to be, you know, focusing on like, I think it's big to focus on, you know, 5% a day or 3% a day on your account versus I need to make, you know, a thousand dollars every day. Cause it just, it has that, that emotion behind us. We're human, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just that dollar value. It, it can be, it can be really bad in our mindset. Yeah. So okay. I think turning that off for newer traders is really good, especially like with smaller accounts, too, because, you know, you're always trying to, you know, you want to turn like 50 bucks into 100 bucks, you know, yeah. but like that's that's, you know, 100 percent on your account. So I think exactly. turning that off will help help you not worry about, yeah. you know, making so much money on that. You always see those people on, you know, social media that are doing the $100 to $10,000 challenge. And it's like those don't actually, you know exist like that's yeah that, it's, that's <laughs> over time like that's not real it's, that's like fake it's a tough time. thing to do and it takes time yeah, yeah. and that's also yeah, a lot of these people are <laughs> preaching that they're doing it in a week or so you know yeah. and whatever no, no and, you know it's not it's not impossible but it's 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 a very hard thing to do yeah and i think 100%. it's better to just focus on you know be green every day no matter the dollar amount just be green Dude, whether yeah. it's like you know one percent ten percent doesn't matter yeah just don't be red and if you are red, keep it manageable, you know? If you went to, like, the Yankees game and they were like, we're going to have everyone in the crowd come try to get a hit off of this batter or a batter off this pitcher, that's, like, the same thing, the $100 to 10 k One dude who played D2 ball, maybe, 
we'll get yeah. lucky, but um, yeah. it's just it's just a crapshoot, and it's also forcing plays. The way that I did it from a small account was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday. I see the perfect setup. Like, but trying to trade every day with that size account just doesn't work because you're just forcing plays um, flat out. You know, you can sit on spy and definitely find something, but um, you, we saw what happened before, right? With with our small account challenge, like find me something, find me something here, yeah. and um, it's like, like I said about hunting. It's like, hey, find me a deer. Like, we're staring at the meadow waiting. Yeah. So <laughs> so that, that's like another thing that is super, I, I, I guess, a big point for me and, and new traders because I've been trying to use this, and the podcast and, and the site and all these things of, of a learning experience for people like not only myself, but like people that are newer that are trying to figure out what we're mm-hmm. doing wrong because these problems do happen to everyone. And people overtrade, or yeah. they, they chase something. What makes you really have that patience, especially for someone that's you know looking and and you know, there is that also social aspect of it. You're seeing these people on social media making money, or you see other people in other discords or Twitter making money, and you're kind of sitting on your your thumb, and you're like, all right, what am I what am I missing? So a couple things is you have to become a cheerleader for others and embrace um, wanting others to succeed. And and you can't be like, you can't have what about me mentality. You just can't have that. You have to embrace Jomo. But what about me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't, you, you cannot, what, what, what you call what about me-ism? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's coin a term here. You cannot, you know, like, Okay, uh, your favorite comedian, you know, comes to wherever Garrity lives, Hoboken. Do you live in Hoboken? Yeah. Okay, so comes to Hoboken, right, on their Hoboken. Garden State tour. How is it? Hoboken? Hoboken, yeah. Okay, all right. Hoboken, great. Um, <laughs> see, I don't know a thing about New Jersey. <laughs> the only thing I know about New Jersey is Camden. That's it. There you go. <laughs> so... When a guy comes to Hoboken, your favorite comedian, did I say it right? Yeah. Hoboken. <laughs> Is that right? Why are you laughing? Hoboken. Hoboken. Say it like a normal person. Hoboken. <laughs> Hoboken. Okay. You're saying it like Hoboken. Like Hoboken. Like awoken. No. Hoboken. Hoboken. What what do you know what that word comes from or no? So I can remember? Broboken. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying does it No, I, I have no idea. I have no idea where I live from. in I live in Riverside, okay? It's like Riverside. Riverside. Like um so yeah, become a cheerleader for others and know when someone's trading like you know ATVI, I'm like, oh, they gotta play. Cause I used to think, dang, I wish I would have known. I could have been in on that. No, I don't trade ATVI. I don't trade you know, whatever <laughs> we stick to what we stick to. Um, I have my, I've had my same watches for over a year now, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Tesla, Roku used to be on, on there until they just became a mess. Um, spy Q. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, 
SPX is on there now, but mm-hmm. um, so if one of those are moving, Amazon, if one of those are moving, NVIDIA, great. But if it's not there, you're just like, okay, it's a day to learn. You know, Mike Trout goes 0 for 4 sometimes. Otani, these players, like, that happens. So um, you have to also, you cannot be like, I'm going to make $500 today. You can, I don't even think you should say, I'm going to make $100 today. What you should say is, like Jordan said, I'm not going to be red. I'm going to have three solid setups. And if I don't, if I go up there, imagine Barry Bonds in 2002, 3, 4, 5, getting walked like 17 times in a row. Imagine if he didn't have patience. You know, <laughs> I mean, so you have to have patience. You just have to. And sometimes we see these stocks just fade yeah. all day or they staircase all day. And you're yeah, like, yeah, with like no setups. Zero. Yeah. Just straight down. Mm-hmm. Like something I really hate is levels are important. But when people are like, know your levels, know your levels. I'm like, dude, it is way more than know your levels. That's like saying, know the pitch. Okay. It's a fastball. It's 99 miles an hour. Okay. And you miss it. Dude, you knew the pitch. Like, you knew the level. That doesn't matter. You can get wicked out. You, you mm-hmm. Like, what is your timing on it? Like, today we did Tesla. And I was like, okay, the next time it tests the 9 EMA, it's in a downtrend. I'm going to take the reject. Okay? The candle starts to wick. Boom. We had 100% play. It was really cool. Um, but if people took it after the reject, well, once the candle wicks up, because it's going up and down, up and down, it's just making a new floor, right? But if you take it on the down, and then when it's up, you're going to panic because you're down 13 14%. So it's like you have to still have that approach of like, if you're playing the downtrend, take it on the on the green reject, okay? So that your your play's green instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but, real quick, uh-huh. uh, the name Hoboken was chosen by Colonel John Stevens when he bought land on a part of uh, Jersey, obviously. And the Lenape tribe of Native Americans referred to the area as the land of the tobacco pipe, most likely to refer to the soapstone collected there to carve tobacco pipes and used a phrase that became Hobogon Hawken, like Weehawken, and named it Hoboken. Wow. Well, I'm you're, loving that. You're yeah. Will Ferrell on old school when he blacked out at yeah. the speech event. Yeah, you're I don't welcome. even know what you just said. Yeah, you're welcome. Just learning, learning shit left and right. Um, Goodness. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so I, I want to ask like two more questions before I make dinner. Um, is one, uh, I guess more so for, I guess this is for both of you. When you have these types of markets right now where everyone says this is the most difficult market to to learn how to trade and this is, you know, everyone wants that second or third avenue of income. How and what do you say to those those people that are like just getting constantly kicked down and they're like, all right. I I can't do this anymore. They got to put in the work. I mean, like for me, I'm like stock trading. It's do or die. I I make it. So, you know, if, if this doesn't work for me, like there is no quitting. That's not even in my vocabulary, you know? So it's like, we figure it out or we die trying. Mm -hmm. 
So that for me, it makes it makes me, you know, study uh, all night, staying up all night learning. We have to we we have so many opportunities just at our fingertips with the computers, all the tech, the way it is today. We can learn anything we want. If you really want to learn something like you'll learn it. On the Internet right there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing for people is, is to be patient and know that like you spending the time you have, you know, learning this stuff, it's going to pay off whether it's sooner or later, like it's, it's all going to pay off for you. And, um, yeah, you gotta stick to your rules, man. Find a trading plan, create one and stick to it because that's going to be the, the decider on whether you're profitable or not. hundred percent. If someone is down, um, you know, I, when they take that step back to learn, I have them read Can't Hurt Me, the David Goggins book. And if they've read it, read it again. I have them write out their trading plan, their rules. I put them in my seat as the, you know, mentor, teacher to people. And I say, okay, here's my trading guide, right? If I say, like, what's your trading guide? What are your rules? And like, I don't have them. Like, okay, well, let's start there. Um, So I show them mine as an example and say, you need to have your own trading guide. Um, now in can't hurt me, he's all about the accountability mirror, right? Staring right back at you. Who's, who's in the driver's seat and you need to dust yourself off and save yourself. And we're here to help for sure. But only one person fits through that, you know, keyhole and it's, it's you. Um, no one's going to trade your account for you. You can make money off of alerts for sure, but you cannot be a success alert chasing. It's just not possible. You know, no at the end of the day, what happens when discord goes out, you know, what you can't trade now because you don't have access to a discord Mm -hmm. like that's, Mm -hmm. that would be unacceptable as a, as a trader, you know, especially if that's your, one of your incomes, you know, it's like, it's not, you have to, you have to know your own strategy and your own plan and and practice that plan. You have to get to the point where, you know, let's say you have a trainer at the gym and the trainer is like, I can't show up. My car broke down. Do you leave the gym or do you, can you put yourself through a workout? Exactly. If you can put yourself through it, you know, maybe you're kind of ready for the next step. Um, maybe you're not quite ready to train others yet, but you know, I never wanted to be in this position when I was training. I was like, dude, these guys are like training other people and stuff. Like, no way, man. If I make you money, forget it. Um, but I just had so many people saying, hey, show me. I want to know this and that. And it's been so fulfilling because I, I don't know what people know. I don't know what people come in with. Um, like when I say stuff like, hey, watch for this. They're not, if they're like, we already know that, dude. You know, I haven't heard that, which is good. But I just really want us all to win together because um, it's really turned into a community of like support. You know, like we talk about, um, each other's like just today, you know, one of us is having a job interview. We're cheering them on. If, if someone said, Hey Ryan, um, I know you work in the corporate world. Um, can I do like a mock interview with you? You'd be like, yeah, dude. Like, you know, of course my wife's not home till this time. Let's do it. So it becomes more than training. It becomes, um, yeah, a second source of income, but it's so empowering, um, to your autonomy to be like, I have my normal job. I have my, my trading, you know, we have nurses and 
salesmen and whatnot who trade with us in the morning. And um, if they lose money that day, work is going to suck that day. And I'm sorry, but you know what? After work, let's get to it because um, we really want you to win. And we have success stories of people that have been able to turn it around. That was how I was telling that guy today that we were, we were seeing who was um, he was losing today. And he was in my DMs and I was like, I know you can do it, but you can't cut corners. It's just, you can't because everyone's going to be high-fiving and you're going to be like, oh, I lost on that play. Yep. That's like the worst feeling in the world. I've been there too. So um, we really are just trying to all win together and we all want to be at that table, you know, eating steak together and uh, mm. hopefully we can get there. Yeah. Uh, so last question for Jordan is being the a part of the DGen day trader squad, what has been your biggest DGen moment that you've had as a trader, good or bad? Uh biggest DGen moment is definitely uh I was just I was playing Tesla puts, man. And you know, I thought it was going in my favor. The, we were looking at a pattern. It looked, you know, it looked good. We were getting towards the end of day. It was zero day expiration. And I just, I kept adding. I went against my rules and I kept adding to that position, you know, every pop. And Theta was just burning. <laughs> Theta was just burning so quick. And we we did get a little bit of the move to happen. But by then, I mean, my contracts were so devalued. I I, I pretty much like blew all that money. And I realized then I was like, wow like you really like your rules are everything it's 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 everything like it's your whole plan to trading it's your whole execution plan like if that's not solid how can you expect to be profitable in the market you know and and have a solid trade so um dude garrity's dogs are loving this story i I know right they're they're cheering me on (laughs) They're, they're, they're here they're here and dinner get started yeah no but the biggest thing i think um is just yeah get get comfortable with the market movement i i I know Keanu, um, you know, is big. It, he he catches these big plays a lot of the time throughout the day. I'm more of a scalper, um, but I I think it's good, you know, to get used to taking those profits, especially when it follows your risk. You know, if you're doing that, you know, one to two risk ratio, you know, um, follow your rules and 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 take those profits, especially when you're learning. I would I would just be taking profits when I'm green and you know trying to be as consistent as possible. Um, so, so that's what I preach the most for sure is just green every day. Awesome. I love it. Uh, well, brother, I appreciate it. Um, both you and Keanu coming on here. We're going to make this a, uh, a recurring thing. Cause it's, uh, hundred percent. Eventually I want to get this so that, you know, we can just even, you know, every, every Thursday night, just be like, all right, what, what happened in the market this week? What do we think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. we took things and just kind of do a review. Cause I think that would be. Uh, well, what do you guys think is going to happen tomorrow? I'm um, watching two days after right FOMC. I mean, full fade today, man. It was, yeah. Because uh, you we're hit the bottom of your wave, four right, level. Right? Yeah, so. Like, what does I, that mean? I, so the wave's I already had, played out. So I, I, I am putting up a YouTube video of why I, like, held and swung 650 puts from from FOMC through through today. Um, How much down were you yesterday at close on those puts, percentage-wise? Like, big. 
80? Almost. 70? Almost yeah. 80%? Yeah. Damn. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a that's pretty what, degen move. That's about uh, a 200%. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because you're going from $25 left. Let's say it's $125 to, uh, you know, back to even. You'd have to 3X yeah. just to get to even. That's 300. Yeah. So, um, but so basically, with, <laughs> yeah, with my. With my thought process yesterday after the FOMC, before the FOMC, I said, and I put this in, in the Discord, was you know, it was just consistently overall, comparatively, much lower volume than the rest of the day, like the first hour of trading and the last three hours or two hours of trading. And it was mm-hmm. just a steady climb up. And then either there's people talking about is you know the 75 basis points, is that priced in or is that not priced in? But then after it shot up after the FOMC at the end of the day and rallied into close, my thought was, all right, market makers are either doing one of two things. They're either, one, pumping the market to either get out of their long positions that they're currently in to kind of break even, or they're pushing it to get people out of their stop losses so that they can make a bigger spread going into the day because it was a huge move in the last two hours. And it also ended in a zone also on uh, some fib lines and, and golden pockets. And so I, I just didn't feel like there was enough conviction for next leg up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I felt confident enough. I, I honestly, I didn't think it was going to be this big of a move, but yeah. I, I thought there was going to be some sort of retrace. Do you um, think that you got lucky or do you think that, hell yeah, I'm right. My thesis played out or. Oh, I, I'd rather be lucky than good. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I think luck definitely got into it. Uh, I, yeah. But it also, when I look back and also I said this too last night, was when you look at the last FOMC, the same thing happened where it rallied after the meeting and then the day after it was blood. Yep. Um, and, yeah. you know, that goes back into the why I'm getting into the psychology of trading, whether it's Wyckoff or Elliott Waves or whatever. Mm-hmm. The market is what it's done in the past to some variation of it. So always looking back, like Jordan said, looking back at what the market's done over the past week or two weeks or, or month or whatever. Um, yep. But I, I think tomorrow for the waves, it, I think we get a little bit of consolidation and a little bit of a bounce. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think I'll, I'll be shocked if we hit like 670 tomorrow. Yeah. I think we'll be, I think probably 680. Top. Pop <laughs> no. Yeah, I think uh, I think probably around like six sixty, six sixty five, maybe for Tesla. That would be beautiful. I mean, that, that's like fifty point thirty five. It ended at like thirty forty forty one, maybe today. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Right now, it ended <laughs> at forty two ish um, in a zone for me in a golden pocket, and mm-hmm. finished out the wave three to the downside. I think we get a wave four to the upside, a little bit of consolidation. It could be a slower burn because the uh, wave one was um, or wave two was a, a quick move, but um, yeah. yeah, I think we get I think we get a little bit of a bounce. I I mean, those I swung, waves been playing out. Yeah, they have been, which is nice. But um, yeah, I swung six forty five calls. So yeah, I swung. I I think we go to fill that gap on spy tomorrow, but we'll, the we'll gap see. up. You think we get we fill the gap up? Yeah. Mm. To, I'm to hoping. What? I don't know. We'll see. That's. I think that's the biggest thing too for like newer traders is try and be as like unbiased. Yeah. I think nimble as you can. Yeah. You know, like 
even when markets open, just like trade, trade the price action. Let the market tell you what it's going to do versus you trying to, you know, gain this bias yeah. on it. Even even if we're in, you know, maybe long term downtrend or long term uptrend, whatever it may be, like trade the price action that's there in the time intervals that you're playing with. You know, yeah. I, I promise you, if you like, it's got to go down here. It'll fly up another hundred points or something. Yeah, yes. yeah. People that's when you know money. you need to like yeah. take a step back is that if you're saying to yourself the market's just against me, like <laughs> you need to take a step back because I do that five times a week. Yeah. People that are like, oh, I'm going to put money on Curry hitting a three, you know, and it was probably plus 500, if not plus 1,000, right, for him to hit a three because every game since 2018, he's hit a three. And then the other night. Minus 1,000, but yeah. Minus, minus, sorry. Minus 1,000. So um, he didn't hit a three. And those people that are like, well, it's guaranteed it's Steph Curry, you know eight, nine, 10, 11, four years. Like it, I'm telling you with my luck, the game I picked that it's, that's what's going to happen. So you, anything that seems too sure it's, it probably is. So I'm happy you banked and like you kind of played, Hey, this is what happened the last time with FOMC. Of course, you know, I want, I don't want anyone to get wrecked. Um, my, my thing for FOMC is I think when everyone's anticipating something, you know, that clip where he's like, they, they were who we thought they were, mm-hmm. that Coach Green. Dennis Green. Dennis Green. So when they're like, oh, they're going to raise this, it was 0. 0.5 or 0. 0.75, and it was one of those, 0.75. I think if anything else happened, we would have gone down because mm-hmm. something that we didn't think was going to happen, right? We, we, they were who we thought they were. So because what happened is what everyone thought, we pumped. But I think if it's a curveball, we go down. And I don't know. That's just my personal thing, like, Everybody bought because they're like, okay, cool. Exactly what we thought. Bye, bye, bye. Um, and then, of course, it makes no sense, like like for all the things that you've been talking about, um, you know, inflation and <laughs> the housing numbers that came out this morning and job claims and such. So that's that sell-off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think if, if the predictable happens, people buy. And if they would have done 0.25 or 0 or 100, I think it would have gone down because that wasn't in the range of what was predicted. That's yeah. just my personal thing. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, well, I appreciate you both very much for jumping on. We'll make this a uh, a weekly thing whenever you guys want to do it. Because yes, sir, awesome. I'm 100 uh, percent down. That sounds fun. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you bright and early tomorrow for a nice little uh, Lotto Friday. Dude, Garrity's oh, five in. Jordan's still new. I'm really proud of you guys for your progress. It's insane so you guys are doing you're you're on pace for you know 500 home runs 10th game into the season so i love it we got the best teacher baby let's get it (laughs) all right boys we'll see you tomorrow all right later brother